baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need everything in real time online, folks, remember, for your mortgage, for it all, Rocket can. It's Ken Carman on CBS Sports Radio, 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Later on in this show, within the first two hours, because Pierno always spends the first two hours with me, uh, I got to break down a little bit of something I saw last night on Netflix, because... I, I was terrified. I was absolutely terrified through about four hours of television. Terrified. I was like, ah, I'll put the DVR on to the Cavs next game. We'll just move on from that, and that'll be fine. I was absolutely terrified. I got to bring it up probably at 11 o'clock with Pierno because it was scary as hell. And I know he's a, he's a cinephile. He's going to love it. Bill Bender at 1040. I, I know that we got big games coming up at 4. We got big game coming up at 815. Uh, I'm going to tell you right off the rip, the Buffalo-Baltimore game, I want Buffalo to win. I like Buffalo fans. Gosh, Baltimore's hot as hell. This is a tough game to pick. I actually like the Rams in Green Bay. Don't kill me. Don't kill me. Don't kill me. I know that we're big in, in Wisconsin. You got four hours to talk me out of it. I'll let you talk me out of it. I like the Rams in Green Bay. Yes, defense. Yes, running game. I know the quarterback situation is scary to say the best. I know that Aaron Donald has been nursing multiple injuries. I got it. I just got that stupid stealing feeling about the Rams in Green Bay today. I'll start it right off the top. So you got four hours because I know we're big in Wisconsin. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227 to talk me out of that. Also, man, I, I don't know why I like both road teams today. I like Baltimore, Buffalo. It's this weird now that the now the monkey's off uh, off Lamar's back. Now he can he can really focus. I think that they've gone back to basics with him. They've tried a couple of different things. You know, Greg Roman took a lot of hell in Baltimore. They've tried a lot of different things. And we're getting to a point here where for Buffalo, Buffalo's had a tremendous season. Josh Allen's had a tremendous season. Brian Dayball's done a tremendous job. And if you would have told me that I'd be saying that 10 years ago when he was in Cleveland, I'd have told you you're crazy. I'd have told you you're stoned. Brian Dayball's done a tremendous job. They've done a tremendous job. Baltimore got hot at the right time. They got people back at the right time. I like Lamar. It's at the right time. I just like both road teams today. I'll more than likely be wrong. And you got four hours to talk me out of that. But I was grinding on something else. When I was growing up, I mean, now you know a lot of my a lot of my buddies. It's amazing how life goes, and I know that people are, are upset with Facebook right now. I, I get that, but you could see our lives. I've never. I don't think any generation before has been able to really see their lives. There, there's been been moments in lives. There's been World War II. There's been Vietnam. There's been 9/11. There's been moments in lives. But I don't think that we've ever had it right here on a computer screen how our lives play out and how you reach a certain age and there are certain milestones that you start to hit. 
when Facebook first starts, and I, I just noticed this just yesterday. When Facebook first starts, I'm in college. It's a college thing. I was hesitant to get on it. College girlfriend talked me into it. Away we go. Break up. Still on Facebook. Fine. Away we go. I got Facebook, right? We're on it. People start to get engaged. We go from looking forward to Halloween picks. Guys of a certain age know what I'm talking about. Spring break picks. Guys of a certain age know what I'm talking about. To boyfriends, girlfriends, serious relationships, engagements, weddings, children, divorce, kids getting older. That's where my generation is. And so a lot of my buddies are either knee-deep in a a marriage, hopefully they're happy, can't guarantee every single day, hopefully they're happy, or I, I got some buddies who've gotten a divorce now, and they're on there getting ready maybe for their second marriage here. No life's perfect, but you can make the best out of it. There's always been one thing that I've always done. And it's, it's been a lesson for me, and it's, it's, it's been a strong rule for me. And I think that a lot of other guys, I think a lot of other guys should probably take this advice. Anytime I've had a friend who had a breakup, I never, ever, ever speak ill of the ex. I never have. I don't want to as, as bad as, as, as down as they are. And I've seen we've all had a buddy down in the dumps. We've all had to pick him up and put him in bed. We've all had to pick him up and maybe clean up a little bit of the vomit and all the other stuff from the benders and just trying to get over it. It's bad. It's so bad. And you want to make your buddy feel better and you say she's trash. You want to say she's trash. You want to say how bad she is, how horrible she was, how she was giving you the eyes at a party a long time ago. You, you, want, to, you want to try to say all this stuff just to make your buddy feel bad, feel better. And I will always say don't do it. If he wants to say it, let him get it off his chest. You let him say it. You let him say it. You let him believe it. You let him believe that he's never going to pick up the phone, that he's deleted her number, he's never going to remember her number, that he's never going to call her again, that he's never going to text her again, that he's blocked her on all the social media. You go ahead and let your buddy believe it. Remain supportive. But know that the first breakup rarely is the last one. I felt the same way when Urban Meyer walked away from football a couple years ago. They asked him because they wanted to get him on record, do you feel right now that you're done with football? He said yes. What else was he supposed to say? And at the time, I believed him. I believe Urban Meyer with football. There's a lot of belief today. I believe Urban Meyer with football, it is a relationship. It's his first love. It's his first mistress. And as much as he wants to be away from it, as much as he may feel that this is for the betterment of his health, of his family, of his lifestyle long term, he can't get away from it. He's competitive. This is what he knows. He's from Ohio. It's a crazy football state. It's a, Northeast Ohio is a crazy football area. It, it's part of his blood. He has to have it. And being involved with it, knowing that he can take players and take them to another level, that he can look across a field, and there are people over there that are nervous about the football team he coaches because of him. Ego, yes, it can be a powerful thing. Power feeds the ego. These things can be a powerful thing. And I knew and you knew, and I'm not breaking any news, you knew he was going to get back in football. 
There's things, though, that I do believe. Because immediately when he came back, well, I guess that whole brain thing wasn't that bad, Herbs. Just like when he came to Ohio State, oh, all of a sudden your heart's fixed. Your heart's fixed. That's great. I do believe Urban Myers had health problems. I don't think he's going to go through, and maybe I'm a fool, I don't think a grown man in his 50s who's supposed to lead young people and let them and make them believe that he has them in the best position possible is going to stand there and fake sickness on the sidelines. I don't think he's going to do it. This is Urban Meyer. This isn't Clark Gable, everybody. I don't think he's going to do that. I do think that Urban Meyer had serious health issues. I also think you can always find a doctor who's willing to tell you what you want to hear. I do think that he has whatever that problem is with his brain, and I don't know the actual word for it, so I don't want to butcher it up. I think that's there, and I think that's something that probably scares him. The problem with his heart, the issues there with the heart, I think those are there. I think that, yes, the grind, the struggle, the stress has put a lot on his body and has caused for problems within his body. I believe that. I don't think that he fakes it. I didn't think that he faked it at Florida. I didn't think that he faked it at Ohio State. I believed him. The Florida issue, he comes with controversy. We know that there were arrests. We know about the Aaron Hernandez thing, even though he swears up and down. He didn't know much of it, and a lot of people back him up on that. Ohio State, there's the Zach Smith scenario. There's a lot of us, and this is a touchy subject, and I said this a couple years ago. We don't want to admit that people around us do bad things. We don't want to admit that. This isn't, a, this isn't covering up for him. This isn't absolving him of any responsibility. He's responsible for what he's responsible for. This is not absolving him of that. But none of us want to believe that we have people around us that aren't good people. Some of us fall in with people that we, we believe in, we want to believe in, most people in the world believe in inherent good and want to believe people who are close to them. He's known Zach Smith his entire life. He doesn't want to believe the other side. The other side, the, the woman who was allegedly brutalized, allegedly brutalized, she's saying these things. The wife is involved of Urban Meyer. The family's involved of Urban Meyer. But they're with Zach Smith. They don't, they don't want to believe these things. Regardless of what I say, and it's not an excuse, it's an explanation. Regardless of what I say, that's always going to follow him. The fallout from Ohio State follows him. But you knew, you knew he wasn't going to stay away from football very long. All these things follow Urban Meyer to this job at Jacksonville. And it's the perfect spot for him. You have an owner where money is not an object whatsoever. Whatever you think of the soccer team that they own or the professional wrestling organization that they own or their football team that they own or the other business ventures that the Khan family has, you know money is no object. They're going to try. Sometimes they fail. They're going to try to do it first class. So they're willing to spend whatever it takes. Both Shad Khan and Tony Khan are willing to do that. And so when I heard that Urban Meyer might be for $12 million, and I think Pierno was listening to that when I said this a couple weeks ago or last week, 15, 10, $10 million, $12 million, go for 15 go for 20 he'll pay you. Money is not an object to them. They, they believe 
that this sells. They believe that this helps. This put their team in a paper. This put their team in the news, and this will hopefully for them, they do want a return on that investment. This will hopefully for them pay off in the long run after they draft Trevor Lawrence. And, yes, I do believe that they'll draft Trevor Lawrence. I don't believe that because he is from Ohio State, he's an Ohio State guy, I don't believe that he's going to take Justin Fields number one overall. Ohio State fans got bothered by me saying that yesterday. I know that you guys want to be fanboys about it. I know that they're your favorite team and he's your favorite quarterback, but Urban Meyer's interested in winning. All the Reddit boards were saying, and this is according to Anthony Lyman because I'm never on Reddit, but all the Reddit boards were saying, well, he's not going to take he's not going to take Marathi, their strength and conditioning coach. He's not going to take any of those guys. He might not. He very well might not. But if he believes it's going to help him and that there's no cap, there's no Board of Regents, there's no uh, anything else standing in the way of boosters, anything getting in the way of, of bringing assistant coaches. If he has to go to Ohio State to do so, he will do it. And Ryan Day will probably let him. It only helps Ryan Day. I have an in with Jacksonville. I have an in with the NFL. Even if you're not the very best, I can get you a tryout and get you anything you need. It's a great scenario for Ryan Day. It's obviously a great scenario for Urban Meyer. And it's a pretty good scenario for Jacksonville fans. You've tried a lot of different things. You've tanked it out before. You did it with Gus Bradley. It didn't work the first time. You took the wrong quarterback. Now it's right there for you. And Urban Meyer, the perfect scenario for him is that he doesn't have to stay that long. I could see Urban Meyer leaving in two years. And I think you could too. So I, that's why I want to ask the question, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Of everything I lay out about Urban Meyer, because so many things and multiple things can be true, the health issues, the controversy, his great success, hes I don't think he's ever had, has he? I don't think he's ever had an under 500 record. I checked the stats just last night. I don't think he's been ever under 500. From Florida, Ohio State, Utah, Bowling Green, he's all flipped them over. And for Urban Meyer personally, I'm going to get to this thought in just a moment, it, it helps him and takes him to a different level, and he doesn't have to stay there very long. It will be a grind. It's different here in the NFL. He knows that going in. He's not stupid. He knows what the NFL is. He's been offered the NFL before. I could say anything I want to about these aren't 17-year-olds. These aren't 20-year-olds anymore. These are guys who make a lot of money. They have a players' union up here. That is one thing you might have to pay attention to. They do have a players' union up here. I don't know if you can go out there and, and get them clanging and get the, get the pads popping and get the helmets bashing against each other the way you could back when you were in college. And Not, pay, not many people were paying as close of attention like they do up here in the NFL. That's the one thing maybe I could say. Everything else he knows about. He ain't stupid. He knows the situation he's been getting into because he's been asked about getting into the NFL for the last 20 years. He knows this. And I could see the scenario playing out where the grind is different from college, but you're not on a plane all summer long. You're not on a plane and, 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 and walking into houses. You don't have to recruit. It's the NFL. You always have a five-star. If you have a first-round pick, you're always getting a five-star athlete somewhere. Whether that works out, that's on you. But you're always going to get a five-star no matter what. You don't have to talk to parents. It's a job. The problem that people have with arrest, I saw all these think pieces last week about Urban Meyer and all, oh, my goodness gracious, the 30 arrests at Florida. Yeah, and 30 arrests at Florida is a problem. If he were going back to college, it'd be a problem. He's in the NFL. Law enforcement takes care of those things. You don't want to hear that? That's an ugly thing to say. That's absolutely what they think. 
I think it could last two years. I think it could be two good years. I think they could get to six and ten. I think Urban's a good coach. I worry about his game day adjustments a little bit. I got hammered for that the other day, but that's a totally different conversation. I worry about his game day adjustments just a little bit. A couple of big games. There was a couple of things that a lot of people thought that he could have done that he just never did. We'll let that play out. I'll probably be wrong. He'll have, good, he'll have a good coaching staff around him. They'll be able to make adjustments throughout a game. I think they could get to 5-11, maybe 6-10 and 10 this coming season. They played hard for Doug Marone. They should be able to play hard for Urban Meyer. There were some tight games. There were a couple of situations there where even against these playoff teams right now, where they almost won in Green Bay, they almost beat Cleveland at home, where if the ball bounces their way, they're a better football team. I don't think it's as lost with Jacksonville and their situation or as flatlined with Jacksonville and their situation as maybe the record would tell you. I think they could go anywhere between 5-11, and 6-10. and 10. I think that'd be a good season. And in year two, if they get to 9-7 and seven or 10-6, and six, take that next step that you have to take, Urban Meyer could look at this situation and go, I got you, I've got you to where I need to get you. I'd like to go back into a TV booth, even though he'll probably like to go back to another college football program or, or co- coach somewhere else or do whatever he wants to do because he has that type of power and he has that type of gravitas. And you can look back on a job well done. He took a team that had bottomed out at a one-win football team and got them back to some form of prominence. That's all I can really ask. So I could see this going two pretty successful years. Anything more than that, that's icing on the cake. And frankly, I don't know if it's realistic. Because during the season, the all-out grind, how tough it is, he's got all the power he wants and he'll continue to have it. It's still a tough job. And I do worry about his health. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Bill Bender joins us, Sporting News, National College Football Writer, coming up at 1040 a.m. Eastern. I want to hear all you guys coming up next. How long will Urban last in Jacksonville? And what's successful to you? And you can't tell me this isn't a legacy play with you-know-who. I'll get into that next. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Carmen wants to hear from you. Call him now at 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. Bill Bender, Sporting News National College football writer. He's going to join us coming up here in about 15 minutes. Also, remember, we're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Rocket Mortgage giving away millions during the Super Bowl 55. During Super Bowl 55 with the Rocket Mortgage Super Bowl Square sweepstakes. See rules and enter for free today at RocketMortgageSquares.com. They're partnered with the Super Bowl and the NFL because for a second I started to double clutch. Because we're getting down to the time where you're not supposed to say that word with other things. <laughs> so I double clutched there when he got the Super Bowl 55. <laughs> 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. I asked, you know, how long will Urban last at Jacksonville? Chris Kidd got in and said, Ken, about 10 minutes after he figures out the coaching on a level playing field against 31 other teams is hard. Ask Saban or Chip. <laughs> I think that's the allure of the NFL, though. It's it's the last challenge. Because there's so many people, if, if I got into and I, I it was just later now, I probably would have done it if I were on on a Wednesday. 
you do the Saban or Belichick thing, and people always pick Belichick because it is it's it's a very difficult job at its highest level. Now, I will always try to argue for Saban because one, it's fun to argue that. Two, I can see just how difficult at that level being being in a college program is tough. Being in Alabama, that's that's as tough as it gets. Remember what it's, what Nick Saban took over at Alabama is not. It, he's been there since two thousand seven, two thousand eight. That is not Alabama the way it was before Nick Saban. You had Mike Price and strippers and and asking him to come up for hotel rooms for freaky sex, and you had Debose and Shula and the whole weirdness going on there. You got the Gene Stallings, but you couldn't even really enjoy Gene Stallings fully because of the fallout with the sanctions afterwards. And I'm a Gene Stallings fan, but you guys know it's true. Nick Saban took over a mess in Alabama, and they're a monster now. And, yeah, Nick Saban can go anywhere in any town and land his plane, and the town will buzz. Oh, my God, it's Nick Saban. But when he first started, there, there's it's a tough road. And I think that Nick Saban has proven that when he was at Michigan State, you got to coach him up at Michigan State. you got to coach him up for the year he was at Toledo. you got to coach him at Toledo. They don't just show up ready to go like they would at Alabama and Ohio State and Clemson now. you got to get them some seasoning. And I have full trust in that, but it it is hard. And you're at the whimsy of an owner. Nick Saban said it a million times. He probably would have stayed if they were willing to pony up the money for a quarterback. Drew Brees, anybody. Couldn't do it. So he had to go. Chip Kelly, Chip Kelly tried to bring something crazy to the NFL, and it failed miserably. I, I got no defense of Chip Kelly. It's hard. It's a really, really hard game. You can recruit them, but when you can't recruit them and you got to buy them, you got to convince them to sign with you, and it usually just comes down to dollars and cents, and you got to go up against a team that's – they're paid professionals too. They're good too. It's it's a different atmosphere. It's a different lifestyle. It's a different type of person that coaches them now. you got more emotional, rah-rah guys in college now. In the NFL, McVay, Shanahan, Stefanski in Cleveland. I, I don't see Sean McDermott get crazy much on the sidelines. I'm sure he shows some motion every now and then. A lot of guys, it's it's cerebral now. You're not going to see the old Tom Coughlin way where you're screaming at people on the sidelines there and trying to think your way through. You're five, six, seven steps ahead. The, the yelling is done by other people. It's a different lifestyle. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. This is off the beaten path. Let's go to Sean. Sean in Myrtle Beach, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Hello, Sean. Sean, do we have you? Sean, we do not have you. All right, 855-2124-CBS. There might be something wrong with the phones. I'll try to get to that coming up here in just a second. I do think this is also a legacy play for Urban Meyer. You're mentioning Saban. If, if you were to look at the generation's for college football coaches right now. Nick Saban's the best of the generation. Urban Meyer might be number two. He probably will always be number two. You can make an argument for Dabo. I'll listen to your argument for Dabo. But let's just say it's it's Saban one, Urban two, Dabo three, or you can switch it out no matter what you want to. There will be a thought of if they can go to where they're supposed to go. Because I think Jacksonville's a little bit better of a team than what their record shows. I thought they played tight in some football games. I thought they played tough in some football games. I thought they caught a couple of teams by surprise. And I think with a little bit more talent, they'll be a lot better. And with good coaching, and Urban Meyer's a pretty good coach, they'll be a lot better. I think they can win five games uh, during the 2021 season, probably with Trevor Lawrence. 100% probably with Trevor Lawrence. Let's be serious here. Five, six games with Trevor Lawrence. If they can get to 9-7, 10-6, and seven, ten and six, 
then it's, I think it's a discussion for Urban Meyer of, do you want to stay and try to see where this goes, or have you done great work here, and are you willing to hand it off to somebody else? Because if Jacksonville goes to where they want to go, this is why you do all this, is to get to a Super Bowl. If they go to where they want to go, then I think it becomes a great conversation of Urban Meyer and where he sits with Nick Saban, where he may sit with Belichick, where he might sit with anybody where he did college and he did pro and he won a championship in both. Now, we can argue who gets to, we can argue all we want about who gets credit for these type of things. Barry Switzer won a championship in both, and he does not get any credit for the Dallas Cowboys championship. So it is an up-and-down type of argument there. Yet for Urban... There is a legacy to play here. If this is his final stop, and I never will believe it will be, but if this were truly his final stop, if it ended in two years, I think this changes the legacy for Urban Meyer with some of the other stuff. He's left both places, while I do believe he has heart issues, or and I do believe he also has a brain issue, or, or circulation, or whatever it might be, I believe he has health issues. I do believe that. I don't think he's making that up. He has left amid controversy. In the NFL, you just get fired. There's not a whole lot of stuff about controversy. If you go and you go 6-10, and 10, and then you go 9-7 and seven or 10-6, and six, you get him back to the playoffs, and you lose a game in the playoffs, and then you say, I've had enough, and I'm going to hand this ball off to somebody else to be the head coach. Maybe it might be Ryan Day. Who the hell knows? If you hand, I had to. Come on. If, you, if he hands it off to somebody else, hey, maybe it'll work out that way. And I do think it changes his legacy. If he decides to stay longer, if it's a competitive team for a long time, and he's there six years, seven years, that's very hard for me to believe. But if he is there and he, he plays for a Super Bowl, if he wins a Super Bowl, I really think it changes his personal conversation. 855-2124-CBS. Bill Bender, he's going to join us, Sporting News National College Football Writer. We'll talk with him about all this. Talk to him about Nick Saban. 69 years old, but a young 69. You know where I'm headed with that. That's all coming up right now. It's the latest sports update with Marco Belletti. This is the Ken Carmen Show. This weekend, the NFL playoffs continue on CBS, and the AFC is down to four teams remaining with the defending champion Chiefs, still the team to beat. Who takes the next step on the road to Super Bowl 55? Find out this weekend when the AFC Divisional Round plays out on CBS. The great John McClain coming up in just about two hours, 12.40 p.m. Eastern. Houston Chronicle West, him about the whole Deshaun Watson thing. Also, I'm going to have to get an opinion on him. I know that he does NFL. I, I got to get an opinion on the James Harden thing. Just the fan stuff with James Harden. We'll talk about James Harden coming up here in a little bit. 855-2124-CBS. We welcome on the show dear friend of mine now. I can call him a dear friend. Bill Bender joins us on the show. Hello, Bill. <laughs> I'm breaking down fourth grade basketball, Ken. That's where I'm at in my life. So, I, uh, Wow. You're, you, you're doing cut-ups? Are you doing cut-ups of fourth grade basketball? Is that how that works in that sport? No. I, don't, I don't know. I, I'm not a very I, good basketball coach. I coached my daughter's team this morning. My son's team had a game at the same time, so the wonders of Facebook were able to watch it. And uh, boys' team won, and the girls' team we we fought. And uh, I think they want to fire the coach. <laughs> Are you the coach? 
I'm the girls' coach, and then I help with the boys. I'm always moving around on Saturday mornings. You know that. Oh, my goodness gracious. Well, I'm glad you gave us a little bit of your time. I take that back, by the way. I coached my buddies in church league basketball, midnight church league basketball. And we might have started a brawl. And I, I nearly got thrown out of the game, which was great. It was the only game my dad came to watch all my buddies play. And they went from 3-7 and seven the first year. We ended up 7-5 and five when I took over. And uh, there were, my buddy's older brother was the coach the first year. They were 3-7 and seven or 2-8. and eight. Either way, I took over and we ended up, we ended up going 7-5. and five. And we made the playoffs. And, and I want to play off a game. little bit now too, so I'm going to go Good. ref a game and then get ready to sit down and watch some NFL playoffs. It'll be beer thirty by then. You can't be refing, man. I, there's not a chance in hell. That's that, to me basketball refing. I was an umpire for a long time. Basketball refing's got to be the worst. Every yeah. call is every call is debatable. And you, you, don't tell me you don't have some a hole in the stands yelling at you. Don't tell me you don't you, have that. You know what? It makes a change how you watch the game. I'm good at that. I took a class from up. Long-time official in Ohio named Bill Andrews, and done a lot of high school games here in Ohio. And, uh, mm-hmm. um, you know what the most common phrase you hear as a ref is? It's, what? That's a foul. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, you hear it every five seconds, and you want to turn around and say, "No, it's not," and you can't do that. No better joining us on the show. So, how long is this Urban Meyer thing going to last in Jacksonville? Well, you know, I took the middle ground with this because I know people want to go to extremes. You want to say, "Oh, it's." Or it's Nick Saban all over again. Those two didn't have success. And then you look at Pete Carroll and Jimmy Johnson and Barry Switzer, they all won Super Bowl rings. I think it lands somewhere in between. I really do. I, you know, as much as I've talked to you about him going to Texas or USC, he obviously plotted this out the entire time. And um, it's a good place to start with a number one pick and $75 million of cap room. I think they'll have some measured success. And can I say that they might be underestimating him a touch in terms of how successful he's been at one level? In terms of what? What do you mean? In terms of his, as an NFL coach, I think we're underestimating him a touch. Is well, I'm a I little um, – I, I shared a worry, and I said, listen, it's not why it's, he's going to be an abject failure. Because I said this, and people freaked out, and I said, hold on. <laughs> it, it's not that he's going to fail. I said it's a concern. And I shared the same concern that Buckeye fans lit my phones up after every game win or the very rare loss with Urban Meyer was that his game day adjustments always seemed to be lacking for some folks. And those were highlighted in the two losses that we bring up all the time against Virginia Tech, the year they went on and they won the national championship, and against Michigan State in the Big Ten championship. I think it's fair to wonder in a game that's about adjustments in the NFL, how he will do on game day with his staff. That's all I was wondering, my friend. That's yeah, all I was wondering. Well, I'm watching two things with him. I'm watching, one, his staff and who he brings in. You know, obviously you can't – no NFL experience is a thing, but it's is it a thing when Cliff Kingsbury has Arizona within one game of the playoffs? I, you know, I, I take that with a grain of salt. The other part of it is his relationship with the owner. I think that's what you got to watch moving forward. It's a little bit different than being an athletic department, an athletic director. Um, he's, there's going to be ego checks on both sides in the draft room and the personnel moves and those kind of things. And, you know, we know Urban's history with leaving Florida, with leaving Ohio State, and that wasn't pretty either way. So I'm not going to go with abject failure. I'm just going to go – somewhere in the middle. You know, I, I would love to go back and read what people wrote about Pete Carroll when he made the jump to the Seahawks. I probably didn't think he was going to have much success. 
I thought he was hiding from sanctions. <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> I thought he might be okay, but I thought he was hiding from sanctions. I ain't gonna lie. He's a great coach. No, I'm, I'm not going. I can't mince it up. He's he's a great coach. But when he left, I went, oh boy, they're gonna hammer him with everything, and then they did. And then, I mean, I of course. Yeah, I can't so, help it. But I mean, so the other question is, are they seriously going to entertain not taking Trevor Lawrence? That becomes an interesting. No, they got to take. They got to take. I, I would say to every. I would say to any Ohio State fan, because we got calls earlier this week about this, Bill. Bill Bender joining us on the show, Sporting News. I, uh, the only thing I'd say, let me ask you the, the simplest question ever. If you had if you had to pick a quarterback to go win games, which one are you going to pick out of this draft? And they all said Trevor Lawrence. I go, that's the guy who Urban Meyer is going to pick. He's not going to do Correct it just answer. because he's from Ohio State. That's not going to happen. Well, you know, I go back to Spurrier, and I remember the Spurrier era. And I was a huge Spurrier fan when he was at Florida. I loved fun and gun. I loved watching that team. And when he went to Washington, I thought, hey, that'll be fun to watch in the NFL. And he brought the band back together. I remember watching Danny Warfel play in NFL games for Washington. I was interning out there at the time. and It might have been a little too much of bringing the band back together. Mm-hmm. I think Urban could certainly benefit from bringing in some Ohio State guys off NFL rosters. There's no question about that. And that can help him in the locker room. But, uh, you know, it's a long way to go. There's a, I will say this, though, and I think Pat Maxey said this a couple weeks ago. I'm excited to see it. I don't think I've ever been excited to watch a Jacksonville Jaguars game in my life. I'm actually excited to see this. I think this is I think this is tremendously interesting stuff. I really do. I like talking about it. I like seeing if it works uh, because so many guys have failed. I and you, you understand. And Bill, I don't have to tell you, but you you do. I have to ask you kind of in a question for him. We do understand the allure of this. It is football at its highest level. It is the biggest challenge with everything, right? Well, for sure. And and football coaches, believe it or not, Ken, they have egos. And they want to see if they're the best at the best level. I think, you know, Nick Saban and what he did in the NFL is you talk to guys like that played for him, like Ricky Williams. I remember having this conversation with him once, and he said he loved playing for Saban in the NFL. He loved everything he was doing. And uh, you wonder, you know, obviously he had success with the Browns, too, as a defensive coordinator. So it's not yeah. like these guys don't want to have success. If What, what is success for Urban, though? Is it playoffs? Is it are we, we're not expecting Jacksonville to hold up a Super Bowl trophy in three years, are we? And the other part is, how does he deal with failure? That is a legit question because yeah. the worst losses, the worst loss season he had in college was five losses for Florida. It is the standard of a seven and nine season verse. Remember when he was at Ohio State, Ken, they didn't, they, you mentioned two losses. People remember those losses more than any of the big time victories he had. Yep. Yep. I, and when I ask you, I, if I think – because I, I watched every Jacksonville game this year, and I thought that they were in a couple of those games. I thought they certainly could have won those games. It just didn't work out for them. You know, and, again, this is NFL football. It's meant to be tight. I, I look at it, okay, if you win five games next year or six games, go 5-11 and 11 or 6-10, and 10, I think it's a great season. But this is a guy who would, has never, ever looked at 5-11 and 11 or 6-10 and 10, as a great season, or have him mm-hmm. around anything where that's been a great season. So how does he respond to that? And my thought is, all right, what if in two years he goes 6-10, and 10, then goes 9-7, and seven, makes the playoffs, and then goes, you know what, I've left you better than I found you, and he hands it off to somebody else. Is that a possibility? And two, could it be Ryan Day? <laughs> <laughs> well, I said, you know, Pete Samuel had a very interesting story this week about how big-time college coaches with the storm of – name, image, and likeness, transfer portal, other headaches created in college that Urban didn't even have to put up with are coming. So does that mean 
Ryan Day. And I think the two best names from the college game are Ryan Day and Lincoln Riley because they know how to coach quarterbacks. They know how to coach offense. And um, they're young and, and they're energetic. And that's what you're seeing in the NFL now. What were the hires this week? Young guys and urban, you know? So uh, yeah. you look at the playoffs this weekend. How many of those eight teams are coached by a guy that's less than 50 years old? Most of them at this point. I mean, we're going to get a good one today between LaFleur and uh, McVeigh. Are, is there a possibility at all that Saban would consider it? At 69 years old, would he consider going back to the NFL? i got to ask it. I don't think he will. I think he's going to ride this out at Alabama. One of the things I wrote about, obviously, him passing Bear Bryant. and You noticed that Monday night. I think it was a combination of a COVID season, beating Ohio State, let's be honest, because Ohio State beat him in the Sugar Bowl. And then mm-hmm. the way that team looked, he actually looked happy for about 30 seconds. And that for him, that's process. That's, a, that's making your way up. And I think Saban truly does appreciate that. And the fact that he still puts, you know, he'll say things like Bear Bryant's in a class by himself shows how humble he really is and respects the game when I think we all know he's the greatest college football coach of all time and it's not really close. You mentioned Bill Bender joining us on the show, Sporting News National College Football Writer at Bill Bender ninety two. I'm I'm getting close on the time. I got to make sure I get these in. But mm-hmm. you mentioned the transfer portal. That's starting to become a scary thing here, Bill. Because I I did read this was earlier this week. What there's there's way more players now in the transfer portal than there are actual scholarship opportunities available now. This could be an ugly bottleneck. It's gonna be get messy in the list of guys that you're gonna be like, oh wait, I thought that guy played for that team. That's coming. That's on like my to-do list for next week once I recover from basketball refing and college football playoff and this weekend's playoffs is to take a real good look at that transfer portal, who's coming, who's going, the effects it'll have on college football because you're dead on. It's going to have some serious consequences with the scholarships. Because I, I could see it getting ugly because there could be a kid. I'm sure this has already happened. But there's probably a kid who goes, you know, I'm so sick and tired of this. I'm leaving school X for school Y. And they go to the transfer portal to get to school Y, but all of a sudden school Y has a guy who they believe is better in that position. Who are they giving the scholarship to? All of a sudden player with school X, maybe he bumps somebody else down the line, but somewhere somebody's going to be left holding their bags going, I thought I was going somewhere and here I'm not. Yeah, exactly. And it definitely, you know, and that will happen at what position more than any other one? quarterback that's coming i mean because everybody needs that quarterback you need a 40 point offense you need to hold teams to about 25 and teams that do that i mean i put that stat out there ken that last seven college football playoff championship games the average score by the winners 40 40.9 points per game it's where the game starts now and i think it's coming to the nfl uh should be with the exception of this packers rams game the other three could be shootouts this weekend yeah ratings are ratings were down their lowest point for the for the championship since the playoffs started, are people are people getting tired of the same teams? Because I have a different theory that I'm going to bring up coming up in the next segment, but I have to get you on record there. Well, I think it's a combination of things. It was COVID, it was not having the bars open. There is a serious case of fatigue with Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State. But that said, I was stunned that Alabama, Ohio State didn't produce more viewers. Some of that was the game itself. Eighteen playoffs not going to solve everything. It's coming eventually. We'll go to eight. We'll do all that. But um, you know, the seven seventeen NFL playoff. I thought the wild card ratings would be higher than they were last weekend. So it's something they'll have to figure out at that level. I, I am going to listen to your theory, though. You are. I will. Oh, I'm really excited about it. I really am, Bill. I do. I put a lot of. I got so excited. I called Lima about it yesterday. 
I go, listen, I know you're you're going on to the Cavs game right now, but I got to talk to you about this. And he actually liked it. I kind of want to share it with you now, but I got to leave something for the audience, don't I? Let, give it to the audience, and then uh, if not, you can just text me and Lebowski quotes, and we'll go from there. Well, we will, won't we? We will. <laughs> Bill. Now, follow this guy on Twitter, at BillBender92. He's written great pieces about Urban Meyer, but he also writes great pieces about college football in general. I absolutely love the guy. Again, follow him on Twitter, at BillBender92. Bill, we thank you for the time, my friend. All the best. Hey, no problem. Thanks so much for having me again. Take care. Thank you. You too. Urban, or excuse me, Bill Bender talking about Urban Meyer there. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. The transfer portal scares me because there's so many things, and, and this is why when we bring up the, well, you got to pay the players, you got to pay the players. I use things like the transfer portal as an example. It seems like greedy fat cats make money off of college quote-unquote kids. They're young adults, but college kids. And that doesn't seem right to us because they're not paid. But we also know the business of it. And if a kid leaves College X believing he's going to get to College Y and he's going to immediately play there and then somebody else decides to get into the transfer portal and take his spot, there will be a trickle-down effect where there are players who were previously having scholarship opportunities now taken away from them and ending up in poor situations than where they were to begin with. So it has to be said to young people and Young people don't make decisions thinking all the way through all the time. We are, tend to be emotional when we're in our early 20s. That you got to think about this long and hard before you actually make this move. Because what they say to you, it's a business like anything else, what they say to you may not be the truth. You better have as close to a guarantee as you can find. Top five coming up in just over a half hour. We'll get the top five subject next. And... It's always been boring, you guys. Where the hell you been? It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.